And welcome back to another episode of the Beaver Dam. I'm your host, Grant Ingham, joined alongside Garrett Heidkamp. Garrett, how are you doing on this Sunday evening? Uh, great, great. Um, just um, exciting. I'm very excited to talk about this week's Beaver Dam as it's uh, some big wins for the men's soccer team and as well as a football team this week, which are always exciting. Absolutely. It's a jam-packed week of Beaver action, and it, it, was, it was a positive week for, like you said, men's, uh, men's soccer, who is now 2-2 two and two in the Heartland, and um, two back-to-back big wins, and, and football getting their first conference win, but we're going to open up with volleyball. The Bluffton University volleyball team went the long way around, but the end result made it worth it as the Beavers downed Manchester in five sets on Wednesday, October 6th. Bluffton improved to 9-12 and 12 overall and 1-1 one and one in the Heartland after trailing 2-0 at North Manchester. The visitors were on life support after dropping the first two sets, 25-16 and 25-19. A 25-21 victory gave the th- in the third gave Bluffton hope after a 27-25 overtime win in the fourth. The Beavers got their mojo back. Bluffton rolled to the big lead in the clincher and capped off the night at a 15-11 margin in the match. Freshman Chloe Barnett lit up the Spartans with nine kills against just one air for a sterling .471 hitting percentage. Senior Cassidy Posey rammed home 11 spikes for the victors. Junior Kaylee Campbell pounded eight kills while Maddie White and Alicia Like added seven winners apiece. Junior Ellie Price doled out 27 assists and White chipped in with 10 helpers. Brooke Clemen came up with the ball, came up with ball after ball in the fifth set and route to a match high, 26 digs on Wednesday night. Price, Lindsey Shaw, and Courtney Weekly all chipped in with eight digs for the Beavers. Campbell and Posey led the frontliners with four and three blocks, respectively. And they were back in action against Franklin the following uh, Saturday, in which they got they were on the wrong end of a three nothing sweep at Franklin. The Grizzlies improved to nine and eleven and 1-2 and two in the Heartland, while Bluffton slipped to 9-13 and 13 and 1-2 and two in the Heartland. Franklin won 25-22 and 25-20 before Bluffton pushed the third set to the brink, but the home's team scored five of the last six points in route to a 27-25 victory for the capper. Junior Kaylee Campbell lit up the Grizzlies with eight kills against no errors for a whopping uh, 44 hitting percentage while she was also in on four blocks alicia like and maddie white went for seven and six kills respectively white and ellie price dished out 13 assists apiece senior brooke cloman swept up a match high 25 digs at franklin courtney weekly just missed double figures with nine digs while white and price added eight pickups apiece like stuffed the home team with six blocks and white who fired a pair of aces chipped in with four assists and women's volleyball a unfortunate loss to Franklin to end the week and they're in the middle of a three-game road trip right now so Manchester Wednesday and then Franklin and then Anderson so a lot of trips out to Indiana and they'll probably be more disappointed with that um, with that Franklin loss because that's Franklin Franklin's a team I feel like they are better than and and is going to be at the bottom of the conference for most of the year and and it's disappointing to go away and lose that yeah uh, just going away, uh, away is always hard, no matter what sport. But just losing uh, three straight sets is probably not what the Lady Beavers wanted to see, especially close, close. And I thought they would get them in the third, but however, the t- the tide just didn't turn our way. Yeah, but something does need to be said about the way they they responded 
in Manchester, which is another game. Manchester's 0-3 right now in um, conference play, and a game you really need to win if you want to be on the right end of the standings come the end of the year, and, and they find a way to win that one. So hopefully they can they can pick it up a little bit, and like we said, they'll be in uh, Anderson Wednesday, and then they will be coming down the backstretch of their season trying to make the conference tournament. So we're going to move on to women's golf, who struggled to a 388 on a very wet and slow course on Friday, uh, October 8th at Legends Golf Club. Bluffton stands in seventh place after day one of the Heartland Conference Championship. Junior Haley Gill led the way with a 92 on Friday afternoon. Freshman Kylie Klein and senior Kaylee Briggs both carded 96s, while Marissa Hall rounded out the scoring with a 104. And then the following day on Saturday, October 9th, the Beavers took 24 strokes off its day one score as it placed sixth following a 364. On September on October 9th, Kylie Klein fired a season low 84 in round two on Saturday. She is tied for 20th overall with one day yet to play. Haley Gill, Haley Gill and Allie Wagner both shot 93 for the Beavers. Seniors Marissa Hall and Keeley Briggs rounded out Bluffton's day day two scores with uh, 94 and 97 respectively, and they are wrapping up their fall slate as we speak. We do not have. Um, scores from that, but we will go over that next week. Yes, I think just that going looking back at this in day one compared to day two, um, it's just they cut off 24 strokes at, from the day one score. So, if anything, I'm excited to see what they do today. Absolutely, and, and probably out of contention to win it. Um, but, you know, you're trying to get as high as possible, and it's it's hard to be in contention um, after struggling mightily on day one. But coming back and, and, and erasing that, having a short-term a short uh, term memory and putting up good scores on Saturday is uh, something to be said for the women's golf team, and hopefully they round out HCAC championship play strong today and we can, we can have a positive conversation about them next week. Yes. Uh, again, excited to see them play and the scores they put up knowing that they knowing that they should have done better on Friday. Absolutely. And we're going to move on to cross country who on Friday at October 1st, the Beavers didn't have to travel far from home to race at the Seneca East golf course in Tiffin for the 2021 Tiffelberg open. The flat course made for a fast race and impressive times. The meet was kicked off in the men's 8k competition on Friday. Leading the Beavers was sophomore Alex Montrose at the 30. 37th place with a time of 28.48, followed by freshman Cole Kropka with a 29.48, and freshman Braden Horn with a time of 30.20. In the women's 6K competition, the Beavers were led by freshman Basil Gates, who finished in ninth place with an impressive and strong race that secured a a spot in the top 10. Following Gates were two more freshmen, Clara Matthews with a time of 26.35, and freshman Sammy Unger nipping at her heels in 26:51. Head coach Scott Black was excited about the team's effort and performance at the meet, saying, "After running in the in some tougher conditions recently, it was great to get on a fast course with, with great conditions. We did a nice job of taking advantage of this and saw some great personal and season bests as a result. And the Beavers have weekend 
have a weekend before meets to continue training before they line up to compete in the Terracotta Open at Ottawa Park Golf Course, hosted by Lords on Friday, October 15th. But yes, um, like Coach Black said, uh, they've been running on tougher courses, tougher conditions, and, and to be able to go um, and run, run a fast race was impressive for the cross-country team. Yes, um, just this overall uh, improvement from the entire team. And you look at the women's uh, with freshman Basil Gates finishing at nine place. Um, that's pretty impressive, I'd say, for a freshman running in, what, her third meet? Yeah, third, fourth, yeah, something like that. And, yes, you're right, the times just keep lo- getting lower, and it seems like um, that cross-country team, especially on the uh, women's side, is is very young, and all their top runners are on – you know, freshman, sophomore side, and that's good to see. And we'll see how far, uh, you know, how much they grow as the season goes on. Yes, I can't wait to see it. And we go to uh, women's soccer, who trailed just 1-0 before the floodgates opened in minute 54. Han- Hanover piled up six tallies in a span of just over 30 minutes and route to a 7 nothing shutout on Sunday, October 3rd. Bluffton fell to 4-5 and and 1-1 one and one in the Heartland Conference, while the Pan- Panthers include... Improved to 7-0-2 and 2-0 and in the HCAC. A Maggie Day score in minute 38 was the only blemish for Bluffton in the opening stanza. Although Hanover had a 15-1 advantage in shots, the Beavers trailed just 1-0 heading into the second frame. The visitors finished with a 33-3 edge on shots for the match, and they forced all 13 corner kicks on Sunday. Bluffton was listed for five more fouls. Uh, Brielle Collinger and Ashton Crunet combined on 14 saves for the Beavers. And they turned around and played on Wednesday, October 6th, and they found themselves on the wrong end of a 7-0 final score again at Mount St. Joe. Bluffton dipped to 4-6 and overall and 1-2 and in the HCAC, while MSJ improved to 6-7 and with a perfect 3-0 and mark in conference play. The home team scored three goals in a 10-minute 10 minute span midway through the first half and never looked back as the Lions tacked on four more tallies in the second stanza. Mackenzie Shreen made her case for HCHC Player of the Week with four straight goals on Wednesday under the lights. MSJ racked up a 27-4 advantage in shots, including 13-1 spread on frame. The Lions forced 10 more corner kicks 12-2, but Bluffton doubled up its counterparts with a 14-7 margin on fouls. And then they, on Saturday, they... Uh, the Pioneers handed Bluffton its third straight Heartland Conference setback 2-0, and Transy improved to three, a 7-3-1 overall and 2-1 and in the Heartland Conference, while Bluffton fell to 4-7 and seven and 1-3 and in the HGAC. The home team went up 1-0 in minute 13 when Abby Baker found the back of the net, and that was all Transylvania would need as the Pioneers finished with a commanding 24-2 advantage on total shots, including 11-2 on frame. Transy forced all six corner kicks on Saturday while Bluffton was whistled for seven more fouls, 9-2. Julia Gibson put both her shot attempts on frame while freshman Brielle Collinger turned away nine Pioneer shots. And a, uh, a rough week for the uh, Lady Beavers, to say the least, and, uh, you know, three straight losses is not where they need to be, but, um, you know, I think they're they're definitely not out of the hunt for – for an HCAC playoff berth, and and hopefully they can turn it around. Any thoughts? 
Uh, yes, looking at looking back at that week, um, playing some of the top teams, especially Hanover and MSJ in the conference, that will probably finish one and two in the conference. Um, just if anything, it's an encouraging sign to get those two games out of the way, so they don't have to worry about it. And uh, they have a stretch of games coming up with um, with winnable games. The only question, really, I think, is um, how the balls just got to find the back of the net. Yeah, absolutely. And and the HCAC did not give them any any help in the scheduling when you're talking about hosting Hanover on a Sunday. And then two days later, you have to go down to MSJ, who, like you said, both of those teams are going to be towards the top when, you know, at the end of the year. And then and then two days later, or three days later, you have to go four hours down to Transylvania on a big turf field. And, and, and it's just, it's not easy to turn around, given those results, Sunday, Wednesday, and try to get something from the game Saturday in Transylvania and like I said, the HCAC just didn't give them any schedule breaks, but hopefully these next three, um, Earlham, they they have to see that as a must win if they want to be in the conference tournament. And then Anderson, who um, they are they are flying right now, and hopefully they can get something from that. And then Franklin, which is going to be a, a toss-up game that if you want to make the conference tournament, you've got to get something from that. And and then down the back stretch, they're gonna they're gonna find themselves in a in a position where it's it's make or break and and it's really they control their own destiny at the end of the day. I agree. Uh, at the end of the day, as you said, I like the Lady Beavers' chances and I have faith in them to finish out the season strong. Absolutely, and we're gonna go to men's soccer who had a had a pretty positive week. Uh, Bluff University nearly pulled off the upset of Hanover College on Sunday, October uh, October third, but the Panthers scored with ten minutes to play, and again with a minute left in overtime for a two-one victory. Bluffton slipped to four and four overall and zero and two in the Heartland Conference, while Hanover improved to six three and one and two and zero in the HCAC. The Beavers went up one nil at the thirty-eight twenty-five mark with a beautiful cross from Maximilian Pierce connected with JJ Meyer, and he did the rest, finding the upper right corner of the target area for a second goal of the season. Bluffton was just over 10 minutes away from depositing its first HCAC victory of the season in the bank when Carlos Schiever netted the equalizer in minute 80. Then with less than a minute to play in the first extra session, Schiever broke Bluffton hearts with the game winner. Hanover finished with a 36-6 edge in shots, including 11-4 on frame. The visitors forced three more corner kicks, seven to four, while Bluffton was whistled for ten more fouls, eighteen to eight. Sophomore Elijah Zimmerman led the way, led the Beavers with three shots, two on target. Freshman Angel Velasco Urbina turned away nine handover attempts on Sunday afternoon. And the men's soccer team was back in action Wednesday at home when they netted a goal in each half and route to a two one victory over Mount St. Joe. Bluffton improved to five and four and one and two in the HCAC, while the Lions slipped to two and nine and one and two in the HCAC. Both teams had plenty of chances in the opening period, but the only score came from when Elijah Zimmerman capitalized on an MSJ misfire in minute 32. His seventh tally of the season pushed Bluffton to a one-nil lead at the break. The Beavers made it a two-goal spread when Benjamin Davidson raced down the sideline in front of the Bluffton bench and found senior Jacob Kiger in the middle of the field for his first goal of the 2021 fall campaign. Freshman keeper Angel Velasco Urbina was busy between the pipes with eight saves on Wednesday afternoon. Kiger ripped a team-high four shots while Zimmerman and J.J. Meyer finished with three apiece. Bluffton piled up 21 shots compared to 17 for the visitors. MSJ 
fired seven more corner kicks, nine to two, and with its final one resulting in the only Lions score at the 89-35 mark. And then the last game of the weekend was away to Transvania, and it took 103 minutes and 34 seconds, but the result was worth it the way as the Bluffton University men's soccer team stunned Transylvania University with a 1-0 victory in double overtime on, sac- on Saturday, October 9th, when junior defender Maxwell Kennedy delivered with just over six minutes on the clock in the second extra session, Bluffton slapped a string of 12 straight losses to Trans- to a Transylvania team that was 19-1 against the Beavers all-time coming into Saturday's contest. With the victory, Bluffton improved to 6-4 and overall and 2-2 two and two in the Heartland Conference. Transy fell to 2-6-2 and two and 0-3-1 in the HCAC. Transy piled up a 27-6 advantage on shots during regulation, but the Beavers made a statement with just three shots during the first overtime. All the statistics went out the window when Kennedy found the back of the net in minute 104, giving the Beavers its second win over the Pioneers. Sophomore Elijah Zimmerman paced the Beavers with four shots, while freshman Jackson Clark and junior Elijah Greaser added two attempts apiece. Kennedy took one shot and made it a historic one for the visitors. Freshman keeper Angel Velasco Urbina notched seven saves while helping Bluffton to its third shutout of the season. Transy was called for six more fouls, and the home team finished with a 29-10 edge in total shots. Both squads finished the match with seven corner kicks on their resume. So like we said, heck of a week for the uh, for our, our men's soccer team and to turn around after a pretty heartbreaking loss to a top-10 team in the region at home on homecoming weekend and to turn around and take care of our business against a team that we needed to beat Wednesday against MSJ. Unfortunate not to um, get a clean sheet in that and then turn around, make the trip down, and really shock the world and, and beat Transylvania. Um, this We're in a very good spot right now, 2-2 two and two after the first two weeks of conference play, and this stretch of games is going to define our season this, this middle three, and, and I'm excited to see what we, can, what we can do down the stretch. Yes, I'm excited as well. You know, something that I never get old is uh, hearing. Uh, the Bluffton men's soccer team just defeated uh, Transylvania. Um, not something that's only been done twice, and we were one of the one of the teams to do it. You know, just reading that article gave me a little goosebumps every time something was gone, something was, happened that um, like Bluffton uh, snapped a string of twelve straight losses. You know, it's just um, I think it's just the uh, uh, looks at our team and the fight we have in our team and uh, the co- the job that Coach Richardson and Coach noel have done for the squad absolutely and it's an emotional win you know a lot of a lot of hugging and a lot of uh really big celebrations after that overtime winner um yesterday and that was without our leading goal scorer um dalton tanner and without andrew ireland in the middle and and it says something about the depth in this team it says something about the character of this team to come back from an 0-2 start and and really surprise some people um with back-to-back wins, and we just got to keep going, um, like I said, down the stretch here. Yes, as you said, uh, these next three games are very important in our schedule and could have a result on how our season ends. Absolutely. And we're going to go – we're going to finish up with the football team who went up 18 to nothing and made that lead hold up in a 32-20 to victory at Anderson University on Saturday, October 9th. Bluffton improved to 2-3 and three overall and 1-1 one and one in the HCAC 
while the Ravens had their homecoming ruined as they stayed winless at 0-5 and 0-2 in the Heartland Conference. Bluffton set the tone from the get-go with a 97 kickoff return by Stefan Koskowski. Fellow senior Zach Nobis put the Beavers up with his one-yard plunge when Jake Bumgarner connected with Brady Hallenstein for a two-point conversion. The score was 8-0 less than 30 seconds into the game. Bumgarner split the uprights with a 25 with from 25 yards out for an 11 nothing lead before the hook and ladder caught Anderson off guard at the 11-16 mark of the second quarter. Nobis hit Andrew Andre Price who gave it to gave it up to Malik Tucker at, at and the junior running back did the rest, racing 58 yards for a 18 to nothing bluffing advantage. The Ravens cut their deficit to 18 to 7 at the midway point when Tyson Harley found Caleb Brown for an 18-yard pitching catch at the 132 mark of the opening half. A 46-yard TD toss from Zach Novus to Lorenz Johnson put pushed the spread to 25 to 7 in the 738 mark of the third quarter. Harley engineered two more Raven touchdowns drives before Montez Archer quashed Anderson's hope with a 66-yard kickoff return to the house with 8-10 left to play. Bluffton's second huge return of the day made the final score 32-20 to in favor of the visitors. Tucker ran the ball 11 times for 80 yards, and he added the trick play touchdown. Johnson caught three balls for 81 yards and scored. Nobis completed 18 of 34 for 223 and two touchdowns. Davon Wooden and Tyler Davis paced the defense with nine and seven stops, respectively. Nick Perry and Loudon Solbeamer chipped in with six tackles apiece. Anderson moved the chains 34 times compared to 15 first downs for the Beavers. The Ravens finished with a 409 to 346 advantage in total yards. Bluffton put up 120, 123 yards on the ground, and the home team converted for uh, 10 of 21 on third downs compared to 4 of 13 for the Beavers. So uh, a good win full of special teams um, plays and, and trick plays out of the back pocket of uh, of the coaching staff and, and a good win and a much-needed win for the Bluffton Beavers as they uh, get to 500 on in-conference play. Yes, um, just the getting that first conference win is definitely something that the football team uh, wanted to see this week, this weekend. And um, going away and getting your first conference win and getting it in um, style, in style with the trick play and a special teams plays um, is something you can never complain about. Absolutely, and, and going to Franklin next week going to be a tough one, um, but they they took care of their business against a team that they were projected higher than, and, and a team a team that if you look at it, you got to beat if you want to be um, if you want to have a, a positive record at the end of the year. Yes, um, just big put. Uh, Again, players stepped up, and I hope to see the same result next weekend. Absolutely. And, and any final thoughts on this episode? Um, nope. Just uh, getting ready for um, just another week, jam-packed week of Beaver sports, and I hope everybody is enjoying their fall break. Absolutely. And we hope uh, more positive results for next week. We hope women's soccer comes and bounces back, and we can talk about them in a positive manner. Hope volleyball can, can get a hot streak going down the stretch and, and, and get them where they need to go. And hopefully men's soccer continues uh, in the right direction. And then finally we hope women's golf finish finishes their fall slate um, with a, fall, a good day three um, in the HJC championship. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. All right, I think that's it. Yes, this wraps up 
this episode of the Beaver Dam. We thank you for listening and encourage you to come back and listen to us on Sunday. Check out previous podcasts, search and subscribe on iTunes and Google Play, the WIT 96.1 podcast at Bluffton University. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Beaver Dam 96.1. For more stories and information, check out our website at our website, BluftonWIT.com, and subscribe. This has been Garrett Heikamp, joined with Grant Ingham, and we thank you for listening to 96.1 The Wit. Roll beefs.